0: Episode 349, Loki, Season 1, Episodes 4 and 5, The Nexus Event, and Journey Into Mystery.
1: Welcome to Level 7, a podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place.
0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Welcome to Level 7. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and I've been joined by...
1: Hi, this is Samantha.
0: (laughs) And we are here to talk about the last two episodes, not the last two episodes, the previous two episodes before the last episode of Loki. And uh, just... Little glimpse behind the curtain. There's been a lot going on uh, just in actually all three of our lives right now, as far as myself and Samantha and Stuart. And it just things got away from us and it got a little bit wild, a little bit crazy. Um, my house turned into uh, a disaster zone with some flooding twice. It just, it, it's I had that
1: happen today. <laughs> and Samantha
0: also had it happen. And, and honestly, I, hopefully it's just an okay thing, you know, because we had flash floods and the water couldn't go anywhere. Uh, Hopefully it's not going to be a regular thing, but it has happened twice. And it was, it was wild. It was like a TV show, you know, like a sitcom where the water just starts coming and then just keeps coming and coming and coming. And it actually happened to us. And it wasn't as funny as a sitcom. There wasn't a laugh track to make me feel like, Hey, what's happening to the antics of these characters is really funny, but.
1: Well, you know what they say about comedy, it's just tragedy plus time. So. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. So anyway, that meant we uh, did not get to record about the Nexus event as soon as we would want to. And it just became evident. It'd be a lot easier to just record about the two together. And so that's what we are doing. But before we do um, also black widow has come out. We're not going to talk about black widow. In this episode, we will be talking about Black Widow. I really want to. I really want to. (laughs) There is a lot to talk about. We do recommend you go. Um, It is a little bit different as far as the end credits go. So there's still a post-credit scene. So definitely stick around. But you're not getting the the animated sequences like you sometimes get. And you get a mid-credit scene. This is just you sit through all the credits. And there's the post-credit scene. So definitely sit through that and... Uh, my showing also had a trailer for Shang-Chi that was a little bit newer than I'd seen. And that was kind of cool. And yeah, it was also the first time I've been in the theater in a long time.
1: Um, yeah, I, I did the math. Uh, the last time I went to a movie theater was for star Wars rise of Skywalker.
0: And, and you didn't have to go to the theater because you could for $30, get it on Disney plus.
1: But, right. Which which is fantastic. I love yeah. that option.
0: I just didn't want to wait. And my kids didn't want to wait. And AMC didn't want us to wait because they gave me <laughs> bonus points on my account. And yeah, so we we went and it was fun and we will talk about it this weekend. So if you do see it and you want to send us some feedback before, I believe Sunday is the earliest that we, be, we were going to be able to record about it. Then send in your feedback. Definitely. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Was it oh, necessary? Cool. Was it not necessary? Uh, was it fun? Was it not fun?
1: That's Sunday. We'll save the conversation for Sunday.
0: Well, I'm I'm, I'm feeding topic ideas for people.
1: Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, so. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about it, but I know I should not.
0: I know. I know. And we won't. We are saving it for the show hashtag save it for the show yes <laughs> so that is what we are doing even though i really want to although it was interesting because as we were going into the theater i just got my popcorn and we started walking toward the door and someone else was coming out of the theater that we were going into and he stops me and my girls and my son and says hey hey what movie are you going to black widow uh are you caught up on Loki? <laughs> like, well, I am, but but these four aren't. He's like, "Oh, okay, never mind." So, who do you think uh, wait, wait. So I I pushed my kids aside and stepped aside with this man and said, "Uh, what?" He said he wanted to know who I thought um was behind everything in Loki, and I gave him my theory. He agreed um and he apologized for almost spoiling it for the kids. <laughs> And and that was my fear was that someone some jerk was going to just stand up in the middle of of you know the trailers and like yell out something about Loki or something like that and like it was a totally irrational fear you know but I was just thinking oh wouldn't wouldn't that just be the thing you know and then this nice guy not a total jerk uh, almost did but he also then stopped us on our way out to ask me about what I thought about the movie and something about the movie he's like hey. What is this? And I'm just—I don't know. <laughs> and then my kids are like, "Dad, you should have given them—given him them your podcast. Like that guy would listen to your podcast." And I realized I really missed an opportunity. I'm just not very good at promotion. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, uh, Loki. It's people are talking about it, but I'm also hearing even after this episode, our journey into mystery people who are saying it's a snooze fest it's boring it's slow and i don't know what show they're talking about i, re- I really don't
1: i think it's also the same people that are saying that black widow is a terrible movie it, there yeah, i haven't is seen any of that bad, either. yeah uh, there's well, my husband's seen it He's, he's, uh, when I suggested, uh, that he come with me to see it tonight, he, he's like, well, I, I read online that it's a terrible movie. I'm like, really? Cause Rotten Tomatoes says it's certified fresh. Uh, and he's like, oh really? And then, hmm. but there but where, is just a movement online to just poo poo everything that's fun in entertainment because people are bored. I that's the only reason I can think of it.
0: I don't. Yeah. I'm, I'm not following uh, what they're saying about the Black Widow, but that's that's Sunday. We're not talking about that today. Um, yeah, I
1: know, but still, I mean, <laughs> I think it's the same people that are saying terrible things about Black Widow are also the ones that are saying that that Loki is boring and it is I, not boring.
0: I just find it very interesting. Now, these are actual friends of mine that I'm seeing saying this on on Facebook, you know, and, and they're just, and I'm I'm just trying to figure out what show are they watching, you know, and. I I guess I can understand maybe it is moving slow, kind of. And, you know, there's not the big action set pieces except when there are. And, you know, it's not an MCU movie, although it's close, you know, Falcon and winter soldier felt like an MCU movie. WandaVision did not until it did. And, and Loki, because of the way it's kind of sprawled out, doesn't necessarily feel like uh, an MCU movie unless you look at like Endgame or Infinity War. Um yeah, I I guess it comes back to what I said when we were talking about Lamentus though, where if you're watching a road trip movie and you like the actors who are going on the road trip, you're good. You're golden. But if you don't, then you won't like the movie because you have to you have to be willing to go on the journey with the characters. I just I just don't get it though. This is I I think it's a really, it's a fun show and, and it's, it's got a lot going for it and, and it's hitting a lot of the right notes.
1: I would say that Loki is definitely a character study of who Loki is. Yeah.
0: yeah. I I saw someone complaining about it though, saying, um, why'd they even call the show Loki? It's not even about Loki. And I'm just. What?
1: Again, are they watching the same show?
0: Well, because they're spending time with Sylvie, and they're spending time with the TVA, and they're spending time with all these other Lokis. Like, that was the complaint, is that we spent so much time with these other Lokis. I mean, just, what? I, I don't understand.
1: There's still a variation of Loki. I mean, there's still some sort of trace thing about those variants that are in common with the main Loki. And because main Loki is meeting these people he's and he's being caught by the TVA he's having these really deep introspective moments
0: he's learning about himself by looking at himself through these other lenses and yes and you're you're right though Samantha the phrase you just used, the character study that's exactly what this is and exactly Mm -hmm. what it does it's a character study of a Loki we may not know from the movies because of you know divergent timelines and variants and stuff like that but that's okay, you know this is that it's a character study of what makes Loki loki. what makes this character this person right now doing what he's doing right now and yeah, I again, I am not on board with that complaint. I just I'm not. I'm not I want more. every episode is done too soon. I feel like especially when you're looking at um journey into mystery. There's so much going on that I wish had been a double length episode and, and still covered all the ground that it just covered. You know, I, I'm not saying I want a double length so I can find out what happens next. I want double length so I can have more of what happened in that episode.
1: Yeah. yeah. But speaking of character study, I mean, let's see, what are some things that I wrote down when he w- got introspective about himself in the time? cell? Um, he's a narcissist. He's scared of being alone. Uh and then later he's he's a survivalist and also he wants to rule slash be admired. And what's interesting about those characteristics, because he is a narcissist, he would only fall for a female variant of himself.
0: It is <laughs> an interesting yeah. dynamic. I've I've seen it in sci-fi fiction a couple times, not very often. Uh, the one that sticks out to me the most is Eon Flux, where th- through some weird time travel shenanigan kind of things, she ends up making out with herself. And and again, is that a, just a picture of narcissism? Yeah, big time. Yeah. Yeah, for him to fall in love with himself. <laughs> it's.
1: But at the same time, Sylvie is also extremely different. And it's not just because she's female. I think it's because... I think maybe she was taken out of her timeline because she's female.
0: Well, let's start, and, let's start there. Let's start with yeah, that.
1: Yeah. Uh, Cause that is the very beginning of the Nexus event.
0: It is, it is. And it's also all that we're going to get right now. I mean, we might get some more in the next episode, but all that we've gotten about her and her Nexus event is right here. And basically she wants to bring down the, the TVA. She wants to bring it down because they stole her childhood. They grabbed her. She escaped. And now she's been living on the run all this time, living on the run, hiding in places that are going to be destroyed, hiding in places that are going to be that all the people are going to die. And so she's every time, if she's going to get any kind of rest, it's because she went to a place where everyone around her is about to be they're doomed to die, and th- think about that. You know, <laughs> that's uh, that's. I, I can't decide though. Is that enough of a driving force for all of this? But I think it is, especially when you you consider like just being surrounded by death so much, so yeah. much, and like that's that's life. Any place where she can stop to recharge, and breathe, and live is a dead world, a dead
1: place. Yeah. The young female, like the young Sylvie, it looks like she was taken from her timeline when she was about eight or so. So this may be before Odin took her her and Thor and explained to them that one day Thor is going to rule Asgard. And so she hasn't, maybe has not even had time to really become jealous of Thor. Whereas later in, the, in Journey into the Mystery, we meet Kid Loki, and he's a little bit older, and this Kid Loki killed Thor. So I'm thinking n- maybe just Sylvie just never had the chance to have that spark to become jealous of Thor, but she was taken simply because she was female. That's what I'm wondering. It could be something else. It could it com- be completely something else. That could be wrong. But I'm thinking that's what it is.
0: I want to see more is what I want. I want more about her, what they've given us. It's enough. It covers all the, the big story beats that we need in order to kind of understand her. Um, But with that said, I feel like we don't quite, I don't quite, I shouldn't say we, I, I feel like I don't quite understand her yet. And yeah. It's just a thing. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. But she's upset obviously with Ravona because Ravona was the one who did it. And yes. Yeah. So this is where we also, then we go back to the present and they're trying to, th- th- this is where I was kind of right. <laughs> what, what was going to happen with them on Lamentis? Um, they figure out they're, they're looking for a Nexus event. And yeah, uh, Mobius goes and picks them up and they're brought back and Loki's put into a time loop where he revisits and relives a moment with Sif over and over and over again. And what a surprise (laughs) Sif. That's I was not expecting her to show up.
1: Yeah, that was a great moment.
0: So this is something I found out. And you probably, if you have looked online at all, um, people have found out, um, that this is actually a, from the, the Norse myths where Loki cut, uh, Sif's hair, which was something she was very vain about. She loved her hair very much. And Thor got really angry with Loki and he had to go and like recollect the hair or something like that. But they were drawing on Norse mythology and actual myths, which is something that they do in the comics too, where they take this kind of idea. And then make it a superhero story. But anyway, Sif, super surprised to see her show up. And, and then, yeah, all this, it's the character study. Yeah. Why this moment? Because this is a moment where it was just brought into focus. This is something he is keenly scared of, being alone being a narcissist and being alone.
1: Which. So this Loki is, is very different from what we saw in the movies. He's, but he's still on this similar journey of growing up and realizing maybe it's not all about me, but still kind of about me.
0: Well, this SIF thing would have happened to our movie Loki though. Yeah. Uh, And it did. Yeah, and so now that he's split away, though, the memory of this Sif thing has has much more, I don't know, weight to it because it he's impacted. more self-aware, I think.
1: Yeah. Because he's he's had to live this moment over and over and over and over, <laughs> and, over and over again.
0: Can you imagine? I mean, that's that's the prison, right? To relive your worst moment. Over and over and over.
1: Oh, in my head, that happens every day.
0: Well, I was going to say, some people, that is a thing. Like, that yeah, is. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, yeah, and I try very hard to not let it, not to, I have to remind myself not to dwell on it. So, yeah.
0: But there's, it's one thing to dwell on it and remember it. But, like, he's interacting with it, you know? He's trying yeah. to, he's trying to stop it by saying, I learned I, I, I understand. And then he still gets gets the kick, gets the punch, gets the knee rather, not the the kick.
1: Yeah. Oh, so what creates that Nexus event in the Apocalypse? I really want to go back to that. Yeah. Because that that event is brought up later in the conversation with Mobius in the interrogation. So Loki and Sylvie falling in love because two variants of the same being falling in love that just cannot happen. I didn't know if I should find this to be romantic or repulsive (laughs) because it's the same person.
0: I, yeah. I mean, for me, it's, it's repulsive a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. It's just weird, but but it's sci-fi. It's fantasy and God's stuff. You know, I mean, look at the Greek mythology and Norse mythology. There's all sorts of stuff that happens where you just like, Okay. That can't happen in real life. and That's probably a good thing because that's yeah. gross.
1: Yeah. I will say it's poetic because in, in poetry, it's not always romantic or perfect, but it just because he's narcissistic, it makes sense. And therefore it's, it's poetic.
0: Yeah. I, I'll give you that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good writing too. Like, don't get me wrong. I yeah. say it's gross, but then I look at it like it's, it's good writing. And then there's, it it stays with the characters that we have. Like it, it makes sense considering the character.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, the actress I cannot remember her name. Oh, but I really do love her inter- interpretation of Sylvie. So give her credit Sophia. where it's due. Sophia,
0: Sophia Demartino.
1: Yes, Sophia. Yes.
0: Okay. So and. We've got. Oh,
1: did we talk last episode about Sylvie revealing that the employees at the TVA are all variants?
0: We did. We did. Okay. Yeah. But that's the thing that's throwing everything. I mean, I mean that's that's the act to break in some ways. You know, that throws everything into chaos because you have. Um, oh, I can't remember the hunter's name. B fifteen. I'm going to go with B-15. Yes,
1: it's B-15. I wrote it down.
0: Yeah, so Sylvie talks with B-15 and tells B-15, you know, because B-15 is getting suspicious. Because when Sylvie took control of her, she had to bring back some memories. And so now B-15 realizes, I've got memories. C-20, they're saying she died from what happened to her, but it's looking more and more like they actually either put her away or killed her or whatever. And C-20 was saying, it's real, it's real, it's real. And we were wondering, well, what's real? What's real is her memory of that restaurant. That's real. And B-15 is wondering, what's real? You know, what what did I experience here? And so Sylvie tells B-15, this is what's going on. You're a variant. You're like me, we are variants. And so that's bringing... Uh, chaos to all the situations as well. and this is not good for the TVA, which is just trying to, for whatever reason, good or bad, we can talk about our theories for that, is just trying to keep things from getting turning into chaos. you know, and yeah, so then Mobius also talks with Loki. And yeah, it's, it's all, it's all falling apart. It's all falling apart. They actually do make it into the timekeepers area, but this is not good because first of all, Mobius, he gets pruned. And then um, when they go to the timekeepers, Loki gets pruned and it's, it's bad news. It's bad news. But the, before that, one of the timekeepers gets their head cut off. And we learn they're all r- robots. <laughs> it's,
1: so it is wizard of Oz.
0: It is, you know, kind of what we were expecting in some ways, but, uh, they're all robots. And that after that revelation, that's when Loki gets pruned, gets sent away, which we think he's dead. And I'm thinking, but it doesn't matter. Cause we're talking about time travel. He's, It's okay. It's okay. That's one of the bad things about time travel is that you can end up using it to fix everything. Well, nope, that's not what fixes this. What fixes it is that he goes somewhere and we end with him being on the ground, looking up, seeing four other Lokis looking down at him. One of them being an alligator.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So the moment where the timekeepers had their heads cut off, Um, or the first one I was like, Ben was right. Ben was right. There's a man behind the curtain (laughs) or something. There's something behind the curtain.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And my thing was, and I, this is, I put this on Facebook just to get it out there. Just like the last time we tried to put something out there before, uh, so we could put that theory out. And if we were right, we were going to look like heroes. And if we're wrong, them look like idiots, but I did this too, because I'm wondering if the man behind the curtain is just another Loki and I shouldn't say just another Loki, but potentially another Loki who really is doing all this. I don't know, maybe to get rid of all the other Lokis or something. I don't know, but that's what the guy pulled me aside and asked, you know, who I thought and I I told him, I said, I think it's another Loki and he said, yeah, that's the thing that makes emotional sense, but I think it's apocalypse. (laughs) <laughs> and,
1: <Ooh. laughs> and I'm just
0: thinking no that's not how they're going to bring in the X-Men but maybe it could nah. be and, and then I said or it could be Kang it could be Kang the Conqueror uh, the time travel villain we talked about last episode and he said yeah I don't think they're going to bring Kang this early because Kang's coming and, and Ant-Man and and he's, he's right Kang will be coming soon but the head that they cut off did remind me a little bit of, of the look of Kang, the Conqueror. Mm. Just reminded me. It's not like a, I don't even I I don't even know if I would call it an MCUing of it, because when you're making a, an android, you don't have to MCU anything. But yeah,
1: yeah. Though it's it's interesting that they're androids because. We saw in the beginning of this episode, and also in the in early in the uh, first episode of the series, that LMD detector. It looks like a metal detector, but it's yeah, supposed to yeah. detect if you're an LMD and basically destroy you.
0: If you're a robot and you go through um, there, you're going to die.
1: Yeah, and then this entire this world is being controlled by robots, basically.
0: But could that be why? Could it be that they don't want any other robots going through because they would get detected, or something? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. The other thing is, um, there's kind of some symbols on the wall in the Timekeeper's place. I'm wondering if there's um, like hexes going on. That's that's what ma- causes the magic oh. not work in the in the TVA area.
1: Maybe. Yeah,
0: I. You know, I saw an article with a picture and I was just, oh, that could be, that could be. Mm. So I wonder if that's the case or not. I don't know, but it makes sense yeah. if it is.
1: Oh, um, uh, also going back to the man behind the curtain, it would have been fantastic if the man behind the curtain was, if Stan Lee was still alive, Stan Lee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Unless it's Loki, you know,
1: <laughs> unless <laughs> <'Cause-> it's Loki, <laughs> Yeah. But I mean if you really want to get if you really wanted to cast him as someone in the series I mean in the series I mean the timekeeper would be perfect because it's it's Stanley but um as we were I, as I was doing research into Journey into Mystery I I found I mean it could be someone else like um oh what's the name was it Greenwald
0: Mark, Gruenwald?
1: mark greenwald so mark yeah. Gru- mark greenwald
0: is-, is a comic book writer and yeah. apparently they uh, the very prominent license plate on the pizza car is yeah. is an homage to mark greenwald who yeah. wrote a lot of really really good comics i mean he's he's one of the guys that just kind of marvel rested on him for a while cuz he was doing such good stuff
1: and when I was doing research for the next episode, I found that Mark Greenwald was the guy who, I think he was the editor of the first, or or one of the writers for the uh, first appearance of the TVA. And every, and because he was the editor, everyone in the TVA that was working for them was basically Mark Greenwald.
0: Yeah, and Just they did that kind face. of thing a lot where they would, yeah, they would draw people in. And it's just kind of a little in-joke kind of thing. But then they'd, of course, reveal the in-joke in, in some of the letters pages and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, which is I, – I mean, that, I think that's really cool.
0: Well, hey, if you're going to do an inside joke and then put it out there for everyone, then you need to bring everyone in, right? I yes. Mean, yes. you you, you got to do that. And, and that's part of what builds community, you know, when you have people – Then they can talk about it and, hey, you know who that is?
1: Oh, one more note about the timekeepers. I'm really glad that their heads were cut off because the echo layering on the voices, it was so heavy that I had to put on closed captioning (laughs) because I could not understand them. And I hated it and I was glad to see that effect go.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and when we finally see the person behind the curtain, I don't think we'll have that happening. So... That's person that's or persons stuff. i should say so as i said i thought it's time travel you know they're gonna go back in time and and rescue loki or we're gonna get another variant loki or whatever it might be but instead when you get pruned when the timeline gets reset all that stuff gets sent to the void and that's where Loki wakes up in our first, and so far only, post-credit scene in the Loki series. He wakes up, he sees four Lokis, one of them's a kid, one of them's an alligator, one of them's an old guy wearing comic-accurate Loki costume, and one of them is tough guy carrying a hammer, but it's not Mjolnir. And they're looking at him. And they basically give him the "come with us if you want to live."
1: <laughs> okay, so all of those characters, um, they have different monikers or slightly different monikers. There's classic Loki, who's played by Richard E. Grant. Hello, huge, huge casting. Um, great actor. Uh, and then there's Boist, uh, Bo- yeah, Boisterous. <laughs> Um, Boastful Loki, or kid
0: boastful, Loki,
1: boastful Loki, boastful Loki, yeah,
0: yeah boastful Loki, and kid, uh, Loki. kid
1: Loki, and of course Alligator Loki. Yeah,
0: yeah. So Richard E. Grant is it bad that I know this guy the most from Hudson Hawk?
1: <laughs> no, I know him most from Doctor Who because he's appeared, actually, funny enough, in a in a variation of Doctor Who um, for comic relief. And you can Google this. It's on YouTube. Rowan Atkinson played the doctor for about the first 13 minutes of this 20-minute special. And then he, regenerate, he regenerates. And it's uh, Richard E. Grant. And he's hilarious. and He's great as the doctor. And kind of narcissistic, too. And he goes and looks in the mirror. I mean, it's just its really great. And then there's an explosion and then he regenerates again. There's like four different people, four or five different people who play the doctor in this special, but it's,
0: but he was also, he also played, uh, some characters in the actual doctor who series.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He played, uh, one of the villains in the snowman episode, which is, I think one of the last Christmas specials that Matt Smith played the doctor, but it was also the first Christmas special with, uh, the character, character Clara Oswald, because that was one of the early Who Is Clara uh, okay. episodes. Yeah.
0: And then he was also a, in that, Downton yeah. Abbey. So that's yes. big. Big for me. And he was Bob Cratchit in Patrick Stewart's Christmas Carol.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, he he's a really wonderful dramatic actor. He plays a great villain plays a fantastic villain. But I love him the most when he's doing comedic stuff.
0: Well, he shows up in a lot of things, and he shows up in this, and I'm thinking, wow, I know this guy. Uh, I can't remember who he is. Why do I remember him? Why do I remember him? When I finally see a picture of him not wearing the costume and a little bit younger, oh, he's from Hudson Hawk. <laughs> and <laughs> a movie that I probably like a lot more than I should. Um but yeah, Hudson Hawk.
1: I have, well, I'll say this. I have yet to see that movie.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't do it. Uh, it's not great. <laughs> so I'm just going
1: okay, to put so it out there. There's a lot of reasons
0: why people talk about how awful that movie is, because it okay. genuinely is an awful movie. But
1: yeah. Then I won't. I won't bother. <laughs> Of course, I've sat through a lot of really bad movies because when I was in film school, I was advised by a friend uh, who was in the industry. He's like, watch all the really bad movies because then you can learn from other people's mistakes. And it's true.
0: There's that. But you also can learn to see people's vision. You know, and. Yeah. uh, uh, Yeah. So I can watch a genuinely bad movie and actually enjoy it for its merits, not just ironically. But uh, yeah, Hudson Hawk has personality. Let's put it that way. I mean, okay. it's Bruce Willis, you know? So, okay. uh, Yeah, but this is not the uh, Hudson Hawk <laughs> podcast. This is welcome to level seven. No. So let's talk about the void. The void is where everything goes. Everything's been pruned. Apparently. Everything's been pruned goes to the void. Where it's at the end of time. And there's a thing there called Alioth, right? The Alioth. Am I saying that right?
1: Alioth, or as uh, Stuart and I have been discussing, Smoke Monster. Yeah. Because there's a Smoke Monster and a Hatch. And we're like, this is. (laughs) And Lost, and that's we think of that because of the show Lost, which is an, which is an ABC property, which means that Disney owns Lost.
0: But Disney um, also owns but, Marvel, and this character looks like this in the comics.
1: Yeah, but I also found out today that Alioth is also a character from the comics. Yeah. But still, Stuart and I, who have not read the comics, we were both reminded of Lost.
0: But unlike Galactus... In the Fantastic Four movie, where it looks like a giant cloud floating through space. And that's Galactus. Alioth actually looks like this in the comics. Like they're, they're not, uh, reinterpreting anything. They're not MCUing it, quote unquote. They're giving it a 3D special effect that's supposed to look like it could exist in our real world. But it is kind of that kind of cloudy blobby kind of thing in the comics. So, and I
1: love when Alioth was in its full manifestation, it's a cloud, but you can see it sort of also looks like a dragon.
0: Yeah. I, to me, it looked kind of like a dog, like a watchdog or a a guard dog. Uh, You know, I'm I'm reminded of a Cerebus kind of a situation where obviously it's not three headed dog, but it is guarding, you know? And, and so you get the idea at first it's, well, it just eats everything. You know, everything that goes there, it eats, but then it also is, it's a watchdog watching the entrance of what's going to be where, where the, well, the, the person or persons behind the curtain, it's, it's the guard of that. And yeah, it's, it's cool. It's big. It's, I wouldn't say scary. Like I wasn't scared or feeling tense. Uh, Although it could easily destroy everything in its path. um, But it was also kind of nice to see there were some stakes going on here. So when classic Loki. Distracts the thing he he, he's destroyed by it. That's there's there's consequences here.
1: Yeah. And I was actually sad to see him go because. Because he did exactly what I thought Mm -hmm. that Loki had done in the movies and looking back on it. Yeah. The Loki we saw died in infinity war, but he, he did exactly what I thought that Loki had done, which was to basically hide himself amongst the debris and then hide himself elsewhere until he's ready to reveal himself. And because he was older, he had, and he had a lot of time by himself. Obviously he did a lot of introspection, uh, introspection, and he matured. And, and, that's what this prime Loki is figuring out about himself and in a very quick honestly, way.
0: Honestly, we could see something happen where this Loki goes back into the timeline and becomes that Loki, but the fashion sense is not the same. <laughs> so uh and when we, when we talk about MCUing things, this is <laughs> this is the kind of costume that if they had made a Thor movie in nineteen seventy nine that's the costume that costume looks like he he'd be able to stand right next to christopher reeve with christopher reeve superman suit you know and you know or he could be at the mall for a meet and greet at the comic book store in 1984 or something like that like it's a really (laughs) well put together costume ridiculous costume that works on the comic book page but not so much in real life, except for in this kind of a situation where it's all about, here's all the different ridiculous Lokis.
1: Yeah. And again, I mean, like we discussed with WandaVision, I mean, it. those, com- those costumes look great in the comic book because you need them to, to be bright and colorful. But in reality, on a real person, it looks silly.
0: It does look silly unless you get the right person in it. So I just
1: like Richard. Yeah. E. Grant. <laughs> well, I
0: just rewatched uh, the Superman, the movie because Richard Donner passed away mm-hmm. and it just got me thinking about that movie and how much I love that movie. And that movie really did. It was an important part of my childhood and mm-hmm. an important part of just my idea of what is a superhero. What is a real hero? Um, you know, and Christopher Reeve just embodied the part and they put him in that costume. They had to find someone who could wear that costume boldly and wear that costume and, and not, you know, shrink away from it or be ashamed of it and also fill it out. (laughs) And, um, yeah. And that's where this,
1: and he didn't have any padding. No, no. I mean, that was, that was, that was all his muscle. Um,
0: but uh
1: yeah and i actually got the uh the the copy of the of superman the movie and superman 2 the richard donner cut and i was reading some stuff about those movies and christopher reeve would just walk across the studio a lot and it would turn he, uh he would turn women's heads just because he was wearing that costume i mean and he looked great in it so yeah, yeah. i mean
0: he, he's a handsome handsome man you know i mean oh yeah probably would have still turned their heads, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Richard Grant, on the other hand, is, is wearing this Loki costume (laughs) and he's also filling out the costume, but he's filling it out more the way I would fill it out, you know? And, And, uh, but that fits the character as well, you know, and, and he is, he's older, wiser, I guess, you know, jaded. Yeah. Um,
1: more confident in his powers.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, but this is where you just have all the Lokis. <laughs> and some of them have been eaten by Alioth, but a lot of them have survived. And why do they survive? Because they're Lokis. And so you get the impression that the only living creatures at this end of time are just Lokis. <laughs> and they're just... Everyone else gets sent. Mobius, he survives a little bit, you know, but Mobius would have gotten destroyed, would have gotten eaten if he hadn't gotten involved here like he did.
1: Yeah. So I'm wondering maybe the reason why the Loki survive better is because Loki has the power to. Um, they described them earlier in the series where he can. um sort of create like a secondary version of himself. That's not real. And we saw an example of that in this episode. Yeah, but I'm, so I'm wondering if it's because of his powers that he was able to, to escape.
0: I get the feeling though, that there is like each of these Lokis kind of have different power sets and each of these Lokis are capable of all of the power sets, but they just aren't tapping into them. And so you have, um, classic Loki creating that illusion, the city illusion, but you have Sylvie who's able to, um, you know, enchant and take control. And then when she's doing that, she needs Loki's help. And Loki says, I can't, I don't know how to do it. And she's, yes, you do. You know, and, and then Loki also says, I think we all have, how would he say something like, I think we all have more, uh, more potential than we realize. Or something like that.
1: I think she says that, maybe or no. he,
0: he says that, and I then the she turns watch. around after she needs his help, and she says, "Yes, you can." She tells him, "You can do this." And so it's it's kind of it's not consistent because he's at first saying we all have so much potential, and then she's saying you can do this, and he he doesn't think he can, even though he just got done saying that he, we have so much potential.
1: Oh, we do have. Well, I'm not sure how trustworthy this statement is, but Judge Renslayer says in this episode because this is during the scene where she's trying to s- distract Sylvie and, and stall her. Uh, she does say the dogma states that the end of the of time is still being written. So I think maybe that's like a, a nod from the writers to say, "Hey, we're still working on this." but at the same time it's also confirming that the timeline is still being created.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh I think we we see the timeline is still being created here. Like they're they're coming, they're going, <laughs> they're doing uh time is still moving there even at the end of time.
1: Yeah. Uh, then I wrote down void spacecraft and then I realized it was just a ruse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Do you... or, or it could still be, it, we could see it in the next episode. Who knows? Okay. And then the next thing smoke monster, when, um, uh, enchants him the first time or ch- enchants mm-hmm. it, what we see is a castle on an asteroid and it's very doctor strange, multi, Situation. I'm wondering if what we're going to see in the next episode is going to somehow connect Loki to the multiverse. Because everything that we've been seeing so far that's coming up has a lot to do with multiple universes or, you know, these other realms. So it looks like there's like. this great Nexus event that's coming up, that's going to pull a lot from here and a lot from there that everybody's working on separately, but it's part of this greater picture like the MCU is. Yeah. I, so I'm wondering if we're going to see all these stories tied together again towards the end of, of this phase of the MCU, yeah,
0: which, which actually there's a couple of news points that we were going to mention. And one of them is the what if is, is coming and there's a new trailer for What If and they gave us a date August but I mean that's what What If is is all these kind of alternate universes yeah so okay so there's a whole bunch of easter eggs in this episode
1: oh oh yeah I made a list. So many
0: easter eggs. (laughs) The big one is Mjolnir shows up and Mjolnir shows up because they're going down. They go through the hatch. And as they're climbing on the ladder, we see the um, layers of, that's the big of one. soil. Yeah. Because when they pass Mjolnir, we, we the camera passes Mjolnir yeah. beneath Mjolnir. Mjolnir I got to stop saying that word. But uh, there is a jar with a small person <laughs> in it. And then you look closer and realize that's not a small person. That's a frog. It is Thor <laughs> Frog or Throg as he's called and Throg has become a part of the MCU which a lot of people myself included when they saw um Loki alligator it was kind of a oh huh I wonder if they're going to go with the frog too and they did absolutely <laughs> and
1: <laughs> just for a moment Yeah but he's there.
0: He's there. Uh yeah. unfortunately, it's awful. Because he's stuck in that jar, can't get out, can't get to the to Mjolnir. And ultimately, his fate is to just be destroyed at the end of time. <laughs> in a jar.
1: That is. It sad. is.
0: When you think about it, it's at first it's <laughs> like, "Haha, look at that sort. oh, that poor thing." Yeah. Another comic book uh, little thing that you might have noticed is the Thanos helicopter, which comes from the all-ages Spidey Super Stories comic book. And, yes, it was Thanos flying a helicopter around New York. And there it is. <laughs> is it ridiculous? You kinda... better believe yeah. it.
1: Yeah, but like 30, 40 years <laughs> ago. That would not have been as ridiculous. But now it's ridiculous. Well, not only us.
0: that, 30, 40 years ago, and it was in Spidey Super Stories, which was uh that was a kid comic. It was four ah, it was four yeah. kids and
1: <laughs> therefore it's gotta be a little bit silly. Y- yes.
0: And was a little bit silly. <laughs> Uh, Something else that piqued my interest that probably didn't pique too many other people's interest, but it got mine. There were a lot of vines in the underground lair where the four Lokis took Loki. And Mm -hmm. those vines also had kind of purple, you know, pinkish flowers on them. And sometimes in the comics, when the man thing has vines near him... (laughs) Uh, they are pink flowers on them. Sometimes, not often, but sometimes. Does it mean anything? Okay, Absolutely so I, not. I, but it's...
1: I did wonder if the Vines had anything to do with anything in the comics. but And then I was like, of course it does, and Ben will explain it. So,
0: thank you. <laughs> I explained nothing, by the way, except for a little bit of, uh, yeah, a little bit of... I don't know. Hope. (laughs) Yeah, we'll call it hope.
1: You know, I, I would be very disappointed that if we got out of this phase and man thing did not show up somehow.
0: The way they keep referencing sort of Nexus, Nexus events, multiverses.
1: It's like, he's got to show up somehow. somehow. Yeah. Somehow, but we—I mean—his head did show up on that building in Thor Ragnarok, but that was a a tribute to him, not necessarily a direct manifestation of the character. So, yeah. I mean, this is like a lot closer to to Man Thing than than Ragnarok.
0: Well, I mean, we saw the face on the building in Ragnarok. Yeah. But what does it mean? It means nothing. Okay. I, I'm throwing it out there. It means nothing, but a man can hope. <laughs> <laughs> a man can hope.
1: Okay. What else do you have?
0: Well, those are the I'll ones, just
1: check them off my list.
0: Those were kind of my, my big ones. I know that you've found a list and I know you've also written down a bunch of things, but, uh, Oh, The boat. The boat, uh, what was the name of the ship that the, that appeared?
1: The Black Pearl. Yeah, that's the moment I realized, no, wait, no, something's going on here. No,
0: no, the warship.
1: Uh, oh, no, no, the, no warship. The, the Eldridge. Yeah. USS Eldridge.
0: Yeah. Which, okay,
1: so do you know the history behind that boat?
0: A little bit, yeah, yeah. So that was, uh, it's, it's really not, the thing that makes this important is not actual history. But there were rumors that it had been used in an experiment for teleportation <laughs> and
1: yeah
0: <laughs> and so apparently yeah, so, it was uh, during, and it like, short- was sent to the void yeah. when it was but
1: yeah so the uss eldridge was active during world war ii and shortly after sold to greece and then it, uh, decommissioned sold to greece uh after in 1946 and then it was scrapped in 1999 so The rumors were that it was part of the Philadelphia project and that at some point it was in the Philadelphia harbor and it disappeared for a few minutes and somebody saw it. But, you know, supposedly uh, the official record is that um, the Eldridge was nowhere near Philadelphia during World War Two. Never went to that harbor during that time. So uh, it's just it's a part of of like the current mythos. I believe the X-Files did a whole episode on the Eldritch at one point. So, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things from history. Speaking of things from history, one of the first things, uh, when I did the rewatch, I realized the Lighthouse of Alexandria is one of the first things we see in the void in this episode. Yeah. And that was destroyed a long time ago, but at the time, it was the second Largest man-made objects after the pyramids of Giza, which also show up in this episode.
0: There's also the uh, living tribunal, which is a three-faced cosmic being from the Marvel comics. So that's head, but okay. Black Pearl. You said you saw the black Pearl.
1: Yeah, there's a, a really Old three-masted ship, and I went back and I looked at pictures of and I noticed it right away because I had recently rewatched the first three Pirates of the Caribbean movies it doesn't have the black sails, it has the white sails but I went back and compared that rotting figure compared to movie images, and it does it's really close, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty certain it's, it's the Black Pearl because it's a Disney thing, so it's not the only reference to another Disney project so I'm pretty sure that is that is the Black Pearl. And right next to it is one of your generic flying saucer UFOs.
0: Okay, so the here's the thing with the Black Pearl. Like I'd be curious to find out if that's what they intended. Because does that mean... I mean, does that mean we're pl- playing the game? The is-it-MCU game? <laughs> is the Pirates of the Caribbean MCU?
1: It's not out of the realm of possibility because... I mean, Thor is a mythological tale. In the Pirates of Caribbean movies, uh, there's mythological characters such as Calypso and Davy Jones. Um, Calypso is actually a Greek myth. And Hercules, I know, has shown up in the MCU. Or just the Marvel comics. It could be. It's not impossible. (laughs)
0: Yeah, this is where multiverses get a little bit crazy. And we kind (laughs) of made the joke about the people watching the CW shows for DC. If they were going to do everything in that universe, that means they have to now do everything that DC made. Now you could possibly pull it back and just do everything that DC did that's live action, you know, but suddenly Birds of Prey, The Flash, uh Batman 66 um the Batman movies like suddenly all of these live action things are part of that CW verse I don't know what they're calling it now uh and the same kind of thing could happen here are we looking it's at a still situation so was
1: the Arrowverse
0: well but they actually started trying to brand it so it wasn't the Arrowverse because Arrow wasn't on anymore and so they they actually uh. tried to officially rebrand it And I don't think it went over very well, but I don't know if they stuck with it or, or what, but, um, but it's not the Arrowverse anymore because it's everything. (laughs) It's, it's all of it. And you could have a similar kind of situation here where the X-Men movies, the Spider-Man movies, the blade movies, um, mutant X, the TV show, um, the incredible Hulk TV show, you know, Depending on how they play things with this multiverse, we could be looking at a thing where they actually do say, okay, it's all MCU. Now, in our favor with that, that means Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. still MCU. Yes. That's that's wonderful. That's That's great. And they'd be admitting it and saying it out loud instead of just dancing around it. And then you have James Gunn coming out and saying, "Yeah, I, I don't count anything that's pre pre Disney Plus on TV," um, which that's him. That's his prerogative. He doesn't have to. Uh, the question isn't does he. The question is, do they? <laughs> does yeah, Disney? Yeah,
1: he's not the final authority.
0: No, he is a an authority, but not the final authority.
1: Going back to MCU references, in the fallen New York City, clearly that's a version of the Battle of New York where New York fell. On Stark Tower, you don't see the word Stark. You don't have the A for the Avengers. You see Kang, Q-E-N-G, which I believe that is a Marvel reference.
0: I did not notice Marvel that.
1: Comics reference. Well, it goes by very, very quickly. I had to pause to catch it. Um, so
0: you said Q-E-N-G?
1: Q-E-N-G.
0: Because Kang, the Conqueror, is K-N- yes. K-A-N-G. Q-E-N-G.
1: Yes, uh, but I guess this would be pronounced Kang. But, and I did some uh, research online, which is how come I found that article that I shared with you. That that is actually the name of the company that Kang the Conqueror owns. And in the comics, he did buy Stark Tower from Tony Stark. Hmm. And I also saw a building that said Gen Park 2010. I'm not sure what that's in reference to. But it's near the Stark Tower. So that may just be a reference to one of the. um, Somebody that works on the show.
0: What I'm curious about is when is the end of time? because well was all this this is all stuff that was sent there so i shouldn't say yes. cuz i'm like thinking okay how did this survive until the end of time all these different things but no they they didn't survive until the end of time they were sent there because those were divergent timelines that were reset and when you reset a timeline it's not the same way we 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 thought maybe these things are being destroyed yes we didn't realize how they're being destroyed. So we thought they put that thing down and it destroys that branch and it just gets blasted away. And that's the death moment. But the death moment is actually when it goes to the void at the end of time where Alioth is eating everything.
1: Yeah. Okay. So what else? So it's still
0: a death sentence unless you have a temp pad.
1: To get out of there, yeah. Okay, so what else on my list? There's the giant stone heads. I thought that was a reference to uh, the giant stone heads that can be found in in Central and South America. But I'm going to say, no, this is the MCU. It's probably giant stone heads from another planet.
0: Uh, And there was also, apparently, I didn't see this, but a yellow jacket helmet that was giant.
1: Yes, I did see that too. So I can check that off. Roxy Wine shows up when they go down to the hatch. The three adult Lokis drink Roxy Wine, and Kid Loki drinks Ecto Cooler High C. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ecto Cooler High C, another 90s drink.
1: Oh um, my gosh.
0: And I don't know. Did you ever drink e- Ecto Cooler?
1: No, because I did not like High C in general. So I didn't go for it, but I do remember that it was on the shelf for a very long time after the Ghostbusters series, uh, cartoon series went off air.
0: Yeah, yeah, it lasted yeah. longer than it deserved, but it was a staple for me in college because you could get a big old can and we had a can opener. We just used it like a soup can, you know, kind of you know, and a big old can mm-hmm. of that. Uh, there was a Three liter of, it wasn't Mountain Dew. It was Dew Drop, <laughs> Kroger's oh Kroger's knockoff, <laughs> and and then we get these giant bags of uh, of corn chips for a dollar. It's like a you th- know three bucks, and yeah. But uh, Ecto Cooler was a staple for us in college, and when it went away, it was it was a sad day. But I drank so much Ecto Cooler, and can't even really say that i liked it i don't think i didn't like it but i really just don't remember liking it i have vague memories of the taste uh, and i believe it actually came back for a brief period when the new ghostbusters movie came out
1: yeah a few years ago yeah Yeah.
0: ecto cooler yeah. okay
1: yeah uh what else oh uh, kid Loki in his throne room It was peppermint candy themed, which which made me think Candyland? (laughs) (laughs) Of all the weird things. So is Candyland Candyland MCU? Hmm. (laughs) I'm just gonna skip past that. Space Mission Pinball Machine.
0: Which is an actual game, but then the video game, Polybius. Polybius? Yes that have you heard about that before
1: I don't remember it I may have actually played it I don't know
0: you probably haven't because it's one of those things where it's actually uh, I think it was the CIA the rumor was the CIA was using this game to experiment on people Uh, it was a psychological experiment and it would uh, the idea was to like hypnotize people who were playing the game (laughs) And and I'm, it's one of those things where I think it's kind of rooted in reality. There might have been a game called Poly- Polybius. Uh, and there was definitely a fear, especially from parents, that uh, video games were just going to cause you to, you know, you're going to rot your brain because you're playing video games too much, you know, and become basically a zombie or whatever. Um, but yeah, the whole idea was they put it in like, an arcade or a laundromat or something in a small Midwest town and, and people played it and became addicted to it and, you know, were zombified and, and then it was taken away. And so you have people, yeah. you know, who have vague memories and it's it's not even really people. It's like someone telling the story of knowing someone who has a vague memory of this game and so in the MCU, in one of those universes somewhere, <laughs> it exists.
1: Yeah, but that's interesting that people thought that that it was hypnotizing people because we know so much more about the psychology of video games and, and now social media. That when you play video games and you, you achieve a certain level or a certain goal or when you're on social media and you, you got to read that next post or you got to read that next article that those things, they release a bit of dopamine, which is Mm -hmm. the same thing that your brain releases when you're taking addictive drugs. So, I mean, to be zombified by it. Yeah. I mean, nowadays it's normal to see somebody walking down the street, looking at their phone as opposed to looking ahead and seeing where, where they are walking. As a matter of fact, uh, as I was walking into the movie theater tonight, I was looking down at my phone, but I was also looking up and looking around wondering where um, there was people to take my ticket because I had a digital digital ticket and not a physical one. And there there was no one there to take my ticket, so I just walked into the theater.
0: (laughs) That's really weird.
1: Yeah, it, it was. But then I remembered I used to work in a movie theater. And what we would do during the I think Monday through Thursday is instead of having the having someone in the box office, we would have we would sell the tickets at the concession stand. So that's where they were taking the the, the tickets. And it's a Thursday night that we're recording tonight and I was going in at five forty five, so yeah, there should not have been someone there to to physically tear a ticket. So I just walked right in, even though I did I did legitimately pay for this ticket, so so I didn't do anything wrong. It's just <laughs> I was surprised.
0: <laughs> well, let's uh, let's keep going through this list and then and then finish talking about this episode, like the actual stuff okay. that happens in it.
1: Okay. So we also see a theater marquee, and on the marquee it says "Oswald and the Martians." And this actually goes back into some really deep Disney trivia. Uh, Oswald the Lucky Duck is a Disney character. And it premiered a year before Mickey Mouse did. And Oswald, I think there was like, I think Disney was sued by Warner Brothers because Oswald was too similar to uh, Roger, uh, not Roger Roger Rabbit, um, Bugs Bunny. So, actually, Warner Brothers now owns the character Oswald the Rabbit. And so that inspired Disney to create another character, and he came up with Mickey Mouse. So, here's another good question. Is Oswald the Rabbit MCU?
0: Well, movies about him are. (laughs) So, I mean, you can kind of take a look at that universe and say, okay, that universe, Oswald... Was the one like they didn't need Mickey, so maybe they weren't sued or whatever. But Oswald, maybe, becomes like the character that you follow. Yeah, and has children's shows and movies and and all that.
1: Yeah, that could be, could be. Um, and then the last two things I have are the Dark Aster, which is red right in the Accuser's ship, and a Hell Carrier, and that's it.
0: Yeah. Lots going on in the background of this And then you also have All the variant Lokis And so what happens is Loki Finds out about what's going on at the Void Finds out about Alioth Finds out that they can't escape Also finds out that they're Just staying one step ahead And staying alive because that's what Lokis Do Uh, Meanwhile Sylvie Prunes herself because she trusted what Ravona said enough that um, they're being sent to the end of time, to the void at the end of time, but she prunes herself to avoid battle with all of the uh, TVA agents. And there, while she's at the void, she gets help from Mobius and Loki and Sylvie both have a similar mission. I was very happy to see the way that this worked, where the reunion of our characters was motivated by motivations instead of coincidence. They both wanted to get to Alioth for one reason or another. Loki's going to kill it. Sylvie wants to control it. But what's getting in Loki's way is that boastful Loki betrayed them and told. Uh vote, vote for Loki, or President Loki, I guess, um, where they were hiding. And so a bunch of Lokis show up on their doorstep, and there's a big giant fight. And Loki, Classic Loki, Kid Loki, and Gator Loki all <laughs> escape. And their mission? We're going to go and kill Alioth. But instead... They decide we're going to control it and use it to find out who's behind all this. And kid Loki, gator Loki, classic Loki. They're going to stay there. That's their home. Mobius is going back to the TVA to do some stuff there. And Sylvie gets ready to control Alioth. Loki provides a distraction, but it's not much of a distraction. Not much at all. And that's where Classic Loki comes in. And Classic Loki, he uses his magic powers. He screams. He grunts. He creates this awesome illusion that Alioth tries to eat but can't because there's nothing there. But -hmm. this gives Loki and Sylvie the time, although Classic Loki dies, but this gives them the time to enchant the creature together, hand in hand. And they're able to go out of the void to the castle. And what are they going to find there? We'll find out next week.
1: And another episode ends with them going through a portal to who knows where.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think at least half of the episodes we've seen ends ends with Loki walking through a portal to who knows where.
0: Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense.
1: I, even though it kind of creeps me out a little bit, I did like the scene where Loki and Sylvie are sharing a, a blanket and keeping warm together.
0: Yeah. A, a blanket he enchants and, or creates yes. and uh, yeah. 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 And None
1: classically that- he only makes it for himself and then he realizes, <laughs> Oh, maybe I should share with her. <laughs>
0: I think she. I can't remember which one says they were cold first, but they're both talking about how. Oh yeah, it's cold. It's cold. Yeah, it's cold. It's cold. Oh, I got a blanket now. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but he only extends it after he makes this really emotional connection with her. Like, like the emotional connection made another step. Um. And then she also says, can you conjure me a new outfit? You have no idea how uncomfortable something like this is. And I wrote that down because I want—I realized that Hiddleston in this, most of this series, he's been in this dress shirt and slacks. And I wonder if, because he's the executive producer, if he's like, I don't want to wear that costume this entire series. I'm in charge. I choose not to. <laughs> so they put this in there for the writers to kind of like poke fun at him. But I can see how those costumes would look, would feel very uncomfortable because you got to do all those action sequences and they do not stretch very, very well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I would not want to wear them. Let's put it that way.
1: Mm -mm. Yeah. No, I'm like, what was it? The original Charmed series. (laughs) There was an episode where the sisters say, we really should wear gym clothes cause that's more comfortable and we can move better. <laughs> and so there's, yeah, there's a few episodes where they wear gym clothes to go and do their magical stuff. And then they're, they're witches doing like these really heroic things in gym clothes. And so it looks kind of silly. So they stopped it.
0: Well, I mean, it only looks silly if you uh, say it's looking silly. You know, like, I like they, they yeah. probably could have done it. They probably could have made it, made it work.
1: Yeah, it just, but I'm talking like those, like Heather gray gym, not even shorts, like the long pants. And I remember wearing something like that to gym class in high school. And I just, no, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I, I have to say one of the standouts in this episode is alligator Loki. Because he's yes. an alligator, but he acts like a Loki. He gets mad at boastful Loki when boastful Loki makes fun of him and jumps on him. He bites off President Loki's arm or hand. Um, I mean, and then he, he talks. He doesn't talk in English, but he talks, you know, like they they respond to him. The people respond to him and he's a standout. And I hope he's not dead. Like classic Loki. And we might see more of him. But I love. He's wearing a helmet. With the horns on it. And everything. So. Love it.
1: That's a lot of fun. Yeah. And then they're they're wondering. Is he really a Loki? But. He's doing all these things. That are sort of like Loki. So yeah. He's a Loki. (laughs) Well
0: that's Mobius's line. Where he's like. Okay. Could be lying. Could be playing the long con. But that just makes it more loki like right and he's like <laughs> yeah you know what's up with you guys and yeah i
1: th- whatever <laughs> again
0: both of these episodes just really well done of all the disney plus series that we've gotten this is probably the one that i would see myself re-watching first If I was going to rewatch one of these series or the entire series. Um, WandaVision. They're they're all good, but this is the one I could see myself rewatching for sure. And even if Loki is not the big bad at the end, we are getting Loki versus Loki in this.
1: Yeah, we are. And I read an article today that stated that or for, I forget where I, I heard it but they said that oh no 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 it's it's the um the Simpsons Avengers thing that we'll talk about later where they say something about it so I will save that thought for our our after credit
0: okay all right well um you got anything else in your notes
1: no i'm ready to uh close up this conversation and okay. head to the after credit.
0: All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to remind you that we'll be talking about black widow in our next episode, which we'll be recording this weekend. And then we'll be recording an episode about the final episode in season one of Loki. That'll happen next week after the episode comes out on Wednesday. Post credit, we're talking about another Marvel project, which is the good, the Bart and the Loki. So. Samantha, you have any final words for us?
1: I would like to thank our Patreon patrons, Jeffrey, Tassel, Blessed Cheesemaker, 084, and Julie. Thank you very, very much.
0: Yeah. And I, I do want to address the rumors out there, the rumors about the things. Those of you who are spreading the rumors, you know. You know what those rumors are, and you know the truth. You know the truth. All I have to say about the rumors, I I, I can't even say it in English. I'm just going to have to say it in another language, language from my childhood when I was growing up. And that's, which is alligator for growling and saying liar at the same time. thanks for listening to welcome to level seven you've heard from us now we'd love to hear from you you can leave us voicemail by calling 1 level 7 that's one seven seven five 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 three eight three five seven. or send us an email to feedback at welcome to level 7.com just don't forget the 7 is spelled out you can also go to welcome to level 7.com slash feedback and leave us a message there or join us on our Facebook group, facebook.com slash welcome to level seven, the seven is spelled out. And don't forget, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash welcome to level seven, the seven is spelled out, and become a Patreon supporter there. Once again, thanks so much for listening, and Godspeed. Hey, let's talk about The Simpsons briefly. I mean, the episode's only (laughs) six minutes long, and it's – if you like the MCU and you like The Simpsons, guess what you're going to like? You're going to like the six-minute Simpsons episode about Marvel stuff. If you don't, you won't. Guarantee it. (laughs) If you don't like the MCU or The Simpsons. It's quick.
1: So I watched it. It's breezy. Yeah, it's, it's very, yeah. (laughs) I I watched it last night with my husband and he and I were both laughing very, very hard.
0: No, I I wasn't laughing very, very hard. It's really fantastic. I was laughing. It's so quick. I mean, they're just, they set up the plot, boom, and then the jokes, but I'm not going to spoil, but the final joke for the finale of the plot cracked me up quite a bit. And that's with uh, Homer saying goodnight at, at the end. Um, but then I also laughed because two minutes into the six minute thing, they go to credits <laughs> and, and then, Oh no, there's a post credit and then another post credit and then another post credit. So, it's a nice send up. It's good. It's funny. And it's quick jokes. Um, I expected it to be a little bit longer, but I was also surprised that it referenced Loki, the the show closely and quickly. And I'm curious yeah. when they started this thing.
1: Well, the Simpsons classically have always been on top of uh, pop, uh, pop media. And pop culture, yeah I mean, they uh, I and mean, they started when I was a small child. I remember not being allowed to watch The Simpsons, and then we would sneak into the back room when my mom wasn't paying attention, and we would watch The Simpsons on our little black and white t v,
0: <laughs> so they weren't yellow, they were just gray,
1: they were just they were all yeah. gray yeah <laughs> but
0: um what's what's interesting though is i'm and I'm curious how this all worked th- with the timing and everything a six minute animated project could be f- completed in five weeks like they they could have yeah. started this when loki started but more li- more than likely they were given a sneak peek at the episodes because disney's saying hey we want something to tie in with loki here and um but yeah i mean it honestly in some ways could be a a post-credit To this episode, which didn't get a post credit, but to the journey into mystery, because that could be a variant Loki right there in an alternate multiverse or not an alternate multiverse, an alternate universe in the multiverse.
1: Or it could be a version of Loki that when he was pruned, he was accidentally sent to the Simpsons universe. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Well, yeah. Whatever but it is, it's it's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was going to say something, and then I w- I realized I may spoil it for somebody, but you got to watch it. It it if you if you're this far into the MCU, you should watch it. It's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I I like the uh, the emotional plot climax at the end, and that's that's all I'm going to say yeah. about that. But it's a nice little. And there's button. a
1: line in there. Yeah, there's a line in there that what I was saying earlier in the episode of uh, Loki, the line was Loki is more popular than the heroes. Which is part of which is sort of true and part of the reason why Loki gets his own series. Yeah, plus it, it also gets to extend the Loki character because Loki died in the movies and this brings him back.
0: Yeah. But this one, The Simpsons. Is not as good as Phineas and Ferb's Marvel thing, but it is six minutes, some quick jokes, in, out, done. Doesn't overstay its welcome, unlike Modoc. It's good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Poor (laughs) Modoc. I had such high hopes for it, and then I got bored within like. Fifteen minutes. I, that, that was sad. I was I was upset about
0: that. I watched the whole thing, and it yeah. wasn't horrible. But I think, like I said before, if you like Robot Chicken and you like Marvel, and you say to yourself, "Boy, I wish the Robot Chicken sketches weren't two minutes long, but were instead ten half-hour episodes," then that's the show for you. So enjoy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, um, that's our episode. Speaking oh, of alternate, go
1: ahead. yeah. Speaking of alternate universe, Loki's. <laughs> when I was watching earlier today, or earlier, whenever, sometime earlier, uh, and I was thinking about casting Richard Grant as another Loki, I got to thinking about if we could fan cast anyone as a Loki. Who would we cast? And. I thought Stellan S- Skarsgård, but no, he's actually in this MCU, so I can't use him. Michelle Gomez, who right now she may be more famous for playing Missy, who is the female version of the Master on Doctor Who. Oh, she did such a fantastic job, and I loved her as the Master. Uh, and then I thought maybe Bill Nye, he could be fun <laughs> as yeah. Loki.
0: I, I could see that. I think it would have been fun yeah. if Stanley was still alive, for his cameo to be as a Loki, a variant Loki in the in the mall or the the, the mall fight scene or whatever. The I guess bowling alley, not a mall.
1: Yes, yeah, the bowling alley.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's that this episode then.
1: Okay. It's time
0: to go. All right, Samantha. Talk to you later.
1: Talk to you later. Good night.